Good Christmas Eve, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Great. Hey, say this with me. Say Merry Christmas. Man, it just feels like a good day for us to do that. We thought we'd start our service out this morning with a special song by a group. Um, this is Eric Wall, Aiden McCormick, and Aaron Alamina. If you get their last name, you've got Wall, Alamina, and McCormick, which makes them wham, I guess, if you're a student of the 80s, if you enjoy 1980s. But I thought we'd set the tone for this morning with a song. The song is one that may be familiar to you. It's called Strange Way to Save the World, but the arrangement is an original arrangement that these guys wrote themselves. And so if you would, welcome Wham! Strange 
such a stranger, such a stranger, such a stranger to save the world. guys. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry and then the angel just appeared and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're gonna have a baby and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not gonna have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager and I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem and that, that you can stay, stay as a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angel said, a new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wife then heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold ring and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world.
Parker here with us this Christmas Eve morning. Clap along with us this morning. Snowballs flying through the air. Crash my sled, but I don't care. Nothing in this world can make me blue. No. Snowmen out on the front lawn lift their hands and sing along. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. Grandpa snores loud as a choir. Stockings hung above the fire. You got socks, but I got a kazoo. <laughs> Cookies baking in the stove. Let's go hang by the mistletoe. Merry Christmas to you. Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Christmas only comes but once a year. The happiest of days is finally here. So come on, sing it out. Let's give love that's true. Merry Christmas to you. I hear a noise up on the roof. It might be the sound of reindeer hooves. The kids all know I know it's you know who. Above it all, the angels sing glory, glory to the King and Merry Christmas to you. Christmas only comes but once a year. The happiest of days is finally here. So come on, sing it out. Let's give love that's true. of days is finally here, finally here. Jesus, you were born and you gave love, that's true. So Merry Christmas to you and you and you and you and Merry Christmas to you and you and you and you and Merry Christmas to you. And Cousin Eddie too. And Ebenezer Scrooge. Hey, stand up Merry with us Christmas. and let's sing together. Merry Christmas, y'all. Let's stand together and sing some great Christmas carols. Try this with us now. You know it. Dashing through the snow in a one-horse open sleigh. Over the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bond to free, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleighing song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Okay. 
I know you know this song, but I don't know if you know that there's a second part to the song. So just listen as I ask the ladies to sing the second part to Jingle Bells. Listen along. something missing from the song and I, that's it right there jingle bells we're missing some bells so i'll tell you what i don't know if you brought did anybody bring bells with you today i don't i don't think it, maybe you brought car keys with you if you got car keys maybe you could pull out your car keys ladies some of your purses might do it might rattle and wrinkle maybe the marbles in the head of the person next to you if you just shake them just a little bit but let's have some jingle bells jingling with us while we sing this this morning try it with us now dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh on the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bottles ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Great job this morning. One of the things, you can be seated for just a moment. One of the things I love about what we do here is we have the opportunity to celebrate the grace of God and how he transforms the lives of people. And what better day to do that, to celebrate that, than on Christmas Eve. So this morning, we get to celebrate baptism today. And what you're going to see is a picture of someone whose life has been transformed by the grace of Christ. Let's take a look at this. You know, uh, last, last Sunday, this was really a, an amazing story. Nicole had come to church, and she was uh, coordinating, with, coordinating with her sister. And um, she said, I don't think I'm going to be here. So her sister came to the first service, and um, she said, well, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be late. I got, off, I got off early, though, so I'm going to go ahead and come. And they missed each other. And she decided, oh, should I leave? Or I think I'm going to go ahead and stay. She stayed for the service, and as as, um, and, and she told me, she goes, you know, honestly, I checked out on your sermon about 10 minutes left in it. Y'all never do that, right? Um, but, uh, but God just spoke to her last Sunday. And she comes down the aisle and says to me, I need to be saved. Jesus has spoken to my heart. And she came to know Christ last week. And Nicole, I'm so proud of you. Amen. You know, I know that, that in that moment, you were like, I don't know if I can do that, but God strengthened you. He gave you the strength to walk down the aisle. And today, even though it's nervous, I mean, standing, being up here, yeah. but God 
gave you the strength to say, Lord, I'm going to tell the world you're my Savior. And I want you to know the second that you trusted Christ, all your sins were washed away. You're going to heaven. And not only heaven when you die, all through your life, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you. And I want you to know it's my privilege to baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with Christ and raised to walk a new life. Proud of you. So proud of you. Way to go. Thanks, Paul. But what an incredible thing it is to be able to celebrate a life transformed by the grace of Jesus Christ on this Christmas Eve morning. Stand with us, and we're going to sing some great Christmas carols together. In just a moment, we'll have an opportunity to give in worship. It's a season of generosity. Every time you give, every dollar goes to help somebody or to share the gospel with people. And so we hope that you'll uh, participate that and be involved with that. Let's sing some great Christmas songs today. Clap along with us this morning.
sing this with us now.
Come, long-expected Jesus. You know, every time I hear that song, I can't help but wonder, what do you expect this Christmas? What do you expect this Christmas? Are you expecting packages and gifts, the kind that you give and receive, the toys that you unwrap and the things that you do? What, what are you excited about? Are you excited about time with your friends and with your family? Are you hoping for, like yesterday, are you hoping for a little bit more snow? Is that what you're expecting this Christmas? What do you expect Christmas, this Christmas? You see, before the first Christmas, before that first Christmas, everybody had some expectations about who the Messiah would be. The wise men, well, they followed his star. The wise men followed their star, and they, they came looking for a powerful leader who would free his people from the tyranny of the government and who would provide maybe for their every need. Yet the Messiah they found was nothing like they expected. He was a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And their experience with him far surpassed anything they could have possibly expected. There were also in the fields that night shepherds keeping watch over their flocks. For them, this was just another night at work. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't Christmas to them. They didn't have these traditions. It was just another night. And sure, they had probably heard the rabbis preach and teach about the coming Messiah, but, and, and, but they, had, they didn't really have any reason to, to believe that, you know, that it would be that night that the Messiah would come. They didn't have any reason to believe that they had, well, well that they would be part of his story. They didn't have any reason to believe any of that. Yet there they were, right there in that field, in the company of angels. And their experience with Christ far surpassed anything they could have possibly expected. Now, I know for most of us, this is a really familiar story. I mean, we've got our traditions, and we've got our songs, and we've got all our parties, and, and the ugly Christmas sweaters, and just all the fun things that we do around this time of year. It's the story... It's the story this time of year that we've come to expect. But what if today, what if today you experienced that story in a different way? What if we set aside our traditions for a moment and, and, and we did that just to consider for just a second exactly how anxious Mary and Joseph must have felt on that night. They'd spent nine months preparing for the birth of their firstborn child. Can you imagine the preparations they went through? I, I mean, think about it. You're a carpenter. How are you possibly supposed to be the earthly father of the Son of God? How are you supposed to? They've been, they've been planning for nine months for this and putting their, putting their plans into place, yet nothing is going according to their plan. Many of you are parents or grandparents, and you know what it's like, the anticipation behind your first, your first child or your first grandchild. You know the questions, and you know the concerns that, that all of us as first-time parents may face. For Mary and Joseph, they knew that their child was special. They knew that his name was Jesus, but they never, they never would have expected that he would come like this. And maybe that's your story. Maybe your story is that too. That this year hasn't been quite what you've expected. Oh, I'm, I know you believe God is faithful and, and you believe that right now, uh, in this moment, because of what you've seen all year long, you know he's faithful, but it's just, it's just kind of hard to see. 
You're right in the middle of something that you didn't ask for, and it's something that you didn't plan. It's something that you didn't expect. You know, there's a family in our church that have, has faced something similar to that. They faced a circumstance where they had all of these expectations, and suddenly all the expectations were taken right out from one of them, right out from under them. They faced a challenge of trusting God, even when trusting God is something that's hard to do. So I don't know where you are today, but on this Christmas Eve, maybe we can be encouraged by the story of a family whose story is wrapped around this idea that things aren't quite always what we expect. Watch this. My name is Matthew Schultz. Uh, my wife, Melinda. We have uh, two children. Mariah, who is five. Mason is two. Uh, we had already had Mariah. She was uh, almost three at the time when we found out that we had, uh, were pregnant again. Found out we were going to have a boy. So I was ecstatic and excited that we were going to have a boy. For me, um, the whole pregnancy would, went really well. It was, it was fine. I was really anxious through the whole pregnancy, which was a little bit odd and different. I wasn't like that when we were pregnant with Mariah. So the whole anxiety through the pregnancy, you know, the day came for us to have Mason. It was July 3rd, 2015 is the day that he was born. We're a happy, healthy, nine pounds, three ounces um, baby boy, so very, very healthy. And we went home, happy family of four. We were excited to start our new life as a family of four. We were expecting all great things, and, and like I said, nothing, nothing had shown any signs at that point. So we went and picked him up and took him to the ER. I had some tests run and everything and they determined that he had a virus, a typical virus that most normal babies have. So we weren't too, too worried or didn't expect anything to be um, amiss or, or really anything that we needed to be super concerned about. And then Monday morning we had a follow-up appointment with the doctor and about an hour before that Mason started having a seizure. The doctor came in looked very concerned at that point. She did an examination on him and within 30 minutes, they had done a lumbar puncture, had a CT scan and were rushing us down to the PICU. I didn't really know what was happening at that point. Um, you go and have your happy, healthy family, you know, it's just a normal sickness to, we're being rushed to intensive care to being told, we think your son might have bacterial meningitis and there's a good chance he's probably not going to make it. Uh, it got to a point where I just realized that I needed to get up and go and pray over Mason. Um, so I, I, we just got word from the doctor and was not good news. Um, got up and was talking to God and just saying, you know, please bring this um, sickness out of him. I feel like our hope kind of got restored at that point um, because even when they told us bad news, we would be like, okay, well, we're going to choose to 
believe that God's going to use this that he's going to be able to use Mason. He's going to heal him. Definitely at the end of this situation, your perspective on, my perspective on what a strong person looks like. You know, many of us think of sports figure, action figure, um, something there, an adult type figure that is strong physically, uh, has a stature, uh, but I see that in a three-month-old, four-month-old child. So, I mean, just looking back through the, the whole thing, you know, we started out with the anxiety of, of my pregnancy, Matt's expectations of what it was going to be like to have a son, then the illness in the hospital, the ups and downs of that, the prayers, the presence of God at the hospital, the wrapping of our arms around each other, the healing that he's seen over the last couple years. It's just been a miracle to, to see that we didn't think we'd ever see. You read about all the miracles in the Bible and all of that, but to experience your own is amazing.
And what is it that you know this evening? What have you come to expect? What if this Christmas your experience with Christ could be so far different than what you've ever expected? Even when it's hard to see it, we can believe that what he told us, what he said, is true. So this evening, this morning, as we sing, I'd love to invite us to just declare what it is that we believe about who he is tonight. Stand with us and let's sing together.
You know, Christmas is not some fairy tale or some made-up kid story. Christmas is the, the miraculous moment when God entered human history. You know, it was, it was not only miraculous, but it was also expected. I mean, think about it. I, I bet uh, Isaiah, for instance, he was one of the prophets. And, and, and the prophets all through history, they, they, they were given these prophecies. And, and what happened is Jesus came exactly like the message was delivered. Isaiah had to have been amazed at his own words when, when he wrote that, that a child will be born to you. And, and it will be born of a virgin. And, and, and he said, his name will be Emmanuel, God with us. And, and you know, Emmanuel, you know, you know what that word means, right? That, that, that information, Emmanuel, the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin, that, that's, think about that information. Those, being born of a virgin, that doesn't make sense. It defies nature. Isaiah, when he wrote, Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that, that's amazing. Think about this, God with us. I mean, Jesus is God with, with you and me. I think about the amazing fact it, that Jesus came, but, but the, that's not the miracle. That's not the miraculous part. The miraculous part is why he came. You know, Philippians 2 says this, have, have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. I mean, Jesus is God with us. I mean, think about this. Jesus in very nature, God, what does he do? He gave up his heavenly glory, his position of privilege, his majesty to come and live as one of us. He came as a servant to do for us what, he, what we couldn't do for ourselves. And what I, what I love about this is that, is that Jesus came as a servant. You know, he came to be intimately involved in the details of our lives. And, and, and let's be honest, he came to help us through our mess. If you're like me, and I bet you are, your life is messy a lot of the times. But think about this, Jesus did not come as this far off deity. He came as our, our personal redeemer, our savior. He, he was born uh, more than just a human baby that day. He stepped out of heaven and, and he stepped into our lives. And what he did, he secured our future together. I mean, this Christmas, may, may we not overlook the power of Christmas. Christmas is this powerful moment because, because the birth of Christ led to the cross of Christ. And, and there's no cross without Christmas. You see, Christmas is, is, the, is the celebration of, of the birth of Christ. The moment when our Lord, our Redeemer, he, he went to the cross for our sins that, that we might have eternal life. And, and see, this is what we believe. 
And then this belief is, is strong in us. It, and I want you to understand that our belief in Christ is not some blind faith. Uh, our belief in Christ is grounded in evidence, not just from those biblical figures who, who saw the birth of Christ and who experienced the life of Christ and, and watched him go to the cross and, and saw him rise from the dead. Those were eyewitnesses. But can I tell you, we are eyewitnesses. I'm an eyewitness because I have seen the Lord reveal himself over and over again as, as I've walked with him. And, and many of you are the same. You You've seen the Lord move in your life and, and, and he's proven himself as you, as you seek him, as you pray to him. And, and we're eyewitnesses of the, of the death and, and resurrection of Christ in our lives. See, Christmas is, is bigger than just a little human baby being born to, to Mary and Joseph that first Christmas. You see, Jesus was obedient to the Father by entering human history, taking away our sins. And I pray that this Christmas we are overwhelmed by the love of Jesus. You know, Philippians 2 says, um, For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name of Jesus, which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And I am so grateful. Jesus, he came here. He came and was born to die so that you and I might live. Don't you see that? Oh, we believe in Jesus. And this Christmas, we all stand here as a group of people that believe in his name. Is that you? Is that you? Love it. Thank you, Jesus. I believe in life eternal. I believe in the virgin birth. I believe in the saints' communion and in your holy church. I believe in the resurrection when Jesus comes again, for I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is three. Thank you so very much for celebrating Christmas Eve with us. I want you to know that 
before you leave, in the foyer back here, we have a gift for you and your family, and we would love for you to receive that from us. You know, we believe in Jesus, and, and we want you to know him. If you don't know him as your Savior, oh, I don't want you to go one more day. I wish I could just take my heart out and put it in you for just a second so you could know the love of our Savior. Oh, if you don't know him, come to him today. That's why we're here. That's why our church is here, to help you know Jesus. You know, on behalf of my family and on behalf of our church, we wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful new year. We love serving the Lord with you in this place.
leaves. With the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Merry Christmas, you all. We love you and your families. Thank you so much. As you, as you extinguish this light, carry it with you wherever you go this Christmas. We love you. You're dismissed.